You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Welcome, everyone, this morning. It's so good to see all your wonderful, beautiful places, faces. I know some of you guys have come from wherever you've come from. You had to press to get here today. Some of you just woke up this morning and you said, oh, God, I don't feel like it. But something inside of you said, you know what, I'm going to make it to the house of God. And I want to encourage you. That is a heart of honor. That is a heart of honor. And I just want to honor God first and foremost Because without him, none of this would be possible. But I honor all the leaders that are sitting on this front row and our pastors. I honor them. And I thank you that you're honoring God too. You know, every person that is going to be up here today are people who have honored God with their lives. And they've honored this house. It's one thing to come into the house of God, visit, sit, and leave. It's another thing to plant and to flourish. It's another thing to be a part of a family. It's another thing to be a daughter or a son of the house. Because that goes beyond visiting. And that goes beyond, I'm just going to check the box. And that goes beyond saying, I'm going to come in late so I don't have to talk to nobody. And I'm going to leave early. You know, when they say, everybody raise your hands who wants to receive the Lord and are going to pray. You, that's when you decide to make your exit because you're, you're like, I just, I just, and it's for different reasons. And there's no condemnation. But I want to encourage you today. It's time. It's time. It's time. So we're going to talk a little bit about Connect. <laughs> I, I think that was already been said over and over again, Connect. And the reason why connection is so important is because God designed us for it. When we choose not to connect, we cut ourselves off from not just the blessings that God has for us, but we create a desolate, dry place for our lives. If this season has not evidenced that to you, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. And sometimes it just takes the shock of a life to show you how desperate we are in need for our God and for community, for real community. Um, God brought this scripture back to me. Um, it, it's, it's Psalms 68.6. And it says, God sets the solitaire in families, not a group, not a club, you know, not a, a quick meeting where you get together once a while on Instagram or Facebook and you call that's no he said a family because a family requires interaction it requires getting close enough to people where they actually know you and they see the good the bad and the ugly and they love you anyway they love you anyway that's family The word of God says, I've set you in families as a solitaire. And it says that he bringeth out those which are in bonds and chains. It's interesting that God first said, I'm going to set you in a family. Then you come out of all your bondage. Then the chains fall off, okay? Let that sit with you. He said, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. So I don't have enough time to go into all of it. 
But I want to impress upon us all this morning that when we isolate ourselves, we set ourselves up for self-torment. You know, it's, I don't think it's a mistake or a coincidence that you can find the hardest of hardened criminals. And they say they could beat these people. They can threaten these people. But when you really want to break somebody, you put them in solitary confinement. And so many of us confine ourselves to be solitaires because we're afraid of people to get close and see how messed up we are. Because that's how we see ourselves. And it's so hard for us to believe that somebody would look at us and say, no, you're amazing. You're wonderful. God has so much promise and potential for your life. I want to be a part of helping that come to fruition. But that's what this house offers. You know, I, I think a lot of people looked at me and they thought, oh, my God, she has such a great personality. She's so fun and she's the life of the party. I mean, it's true. You know, <laughs> if you want to get jiggy with it. I got you. I got you. It's true. It's true. There's some of that. Some of it is true. But people mistaked that for the fact that they thought I had a ton of friends. And I don't use the word friend lightly. It really means something. Everybody, oh, we're friends on Facebook, friends on Instagram. Is friend going to come over when you're sick? Is friend going to pray for you when you're going through hell and high waters? Is friend going to be there to hold your hand when you're saying, I don't know what to do with this kid? So if it's not that, then it's probably more of an acquaintance. God didn't call us for acquaintances. He called us for family and real friends. But I, I knew this in my head, but I didn't know this in my heart. How many of you know that that can be true for you? You can know the right things. Everybody knows how to make money. You save it, you put it in a bank, and you invest. But do you really know not so much. And that's why sometimes when it's, we're asked in these moments and we're challenged, we're like, I don't know. You know, I went through a lot of hurt and pain in my life. Some of it to which I can't even speak to because I'm not going to give the enemy honor, but I'm going to give God honor because he bought me out. He bought me out. I grew up in a family that, just like a lot of you, and maybe you can relate to this, very dysfunctional and abusive. You want to talk about being verbally, physically, emotionally, and even sexually abused? That was me. I was a tortured soul. I had so much pain inside of me that I couldn't get to it, that I would literally hurt myself to numb the feeling of the intensity of pain that I felt. I battled with depression and anxiety for years. And then I would go to church and people would pull away from me. And you say, well, that's why we go to church. But you know what? The truth of the matter was, I wasn't healthy enough to be a friend. And I needed some healing and some restoration. And I remember at one point serving in the house of God and, and saying, God, I'm just, I'm doing the best I know how and I'm doing it the way I know to do it. And then God said to me, the rebellious dwell in a dry land. How did I ask you to do it? Not the way you think you should do it. And, and he challenged me. So I had to humble myself. I had to be willing to let people get close to me 
and speak into the brokenness and the hurt in my life. I had to be willing to admit I had some things that I needed to work out and come down to the altar and connect with somebody who could help me. I had to be willing to go to a connect group and allow people to love on me even though I wasn't used to it. You know, sometimes you need something so desperately, but you're so not used to it, you don't even know how to receive it. It's okay. When you're coming out of dysfunction and into health, it ain't going to feel normal. That's all right. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And I, and I remember that I went through such a dry place, and I was emotionally, mentally just a tortured soul. And I remember one time I was in, at home, and I was in my prayer closet. It was my walk-in closet, you know, where all my, I was in my prayer closet and I was praying to the Lord. And I had at that point decided I'm not going to church. I'm not doing this church stuff. The people there judge you. They talk about you. They put you down. They look at how you dress and say, mm, size you up. And I, I had all these negative opinions and thoughts and excuses of why I didn't go to church and didn't want to connect. And I remember I had such an amazing relationship with the Lord. Oh, my God. He was so good. It was like gooey, I don't know, goosebumps every Saturday and Sunday. Because I had this time of prayer, and I would just spend with him. And I just marinated in his presence. And that doesn't mean that that's not what I needed. But then he, I remember one time being on my knees, praying, and I felt the Holy Spirit come over to me touched me on my shoulder and looked down and he said, you've come as far as you can get by yourself. It's time. It's time. It's time. You've come as far as you can get by yourself. You've come as far as you can get in that business deal without somebody with wisdom speaking into you through Pathfinders. You've come as far as you can in knowing how to pray for that child that has walked away from God. You've come as far as you can dealing with the emotional scars of your past. You know, Lazarus was the best friend of Jesus and he passed away and he died. And he was put into his grave. They covered him up and wrapped him in grave clothes. And some of us are wrapped up in chains and wrapped up in grave clothes. And Jesus came and he said to that dead man, laying in what looked like a permanent situation of death, looked like a permanent situation of desolation. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. I'm saying to you, come forth. It's time. It's time. It's time. I got to wrap this up. But when Jesus told him to come forth, he didn't come out free. He came out bound. Some of us don't act right because we're still bound. Some of us still have mindsets that keep us in places that we would rather not be because we're still bound. Some of us can barely connect with other people because we don't know how it was never set an example for us because we're still bound. But it took the community of people that were around him to unwrap all of the linen and all of the chains and all of the brokenness off of Lazarus. That's what connection is all about. 
You've got some things in your life that maybe you can't even see. And God said, I'm going to put you in this family so that you can get close and snuggle up against one another enough to where they can get close enough to say, I see that. I'm going to help unravel you. I see that. I'm going to help set you free. That's what connection is all about. It is about not being isolated and in torment. It is about connecting to God, but being set free by the community of people, the family that God has placed us in. Amen? Be encouraged. Thank you. Come on, give it up for Felicia Brown. Goodness gracious. Just so proud of you and watching your journey, Felicia. And also so proud. Go ahead and stay standing. Stay standing if you don't mind. I want to honor uh, every one of our leaders that's coming up. And uh, just love beautiful Karen Sedios and your family. The leader you are, seeing you up here on the stage worshiping. Can we please give a warm welcome for the beautiful Karen Sedios. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I'm going to try to speak today and not cry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, Thank you, Pastor Katie. Thank you, Pastor Mike. I honor you guys. And um, I thank you for believing in me and, and listening to, to God um, as you develop leaders in this house. Okay. When Pastor, <laughs> when Pastor Katie asked me um, two weeks ago if I would speak today, obviously I was terrified. <laughs> I, <laughs> I tried to come up with excuses as to why I couldn't do it. I couldn't tell her I was going to be sick, but... Um, um, but <laughs> immediately I started having anxiety and negative thoughts and I felt, I heard a voice, I heard a voice say, why would she even pick you? You don't even have any friends. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I was like, bruh, <laughs> you got me messed up. <laughs> A long time ago, those, those thoughts would have derailed me. Um, not today. Not today, devil. Quick plug, quick plug. On Tuesday um, at Women's Prayer, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., um, mighty Pastor Gladys had a vision and shared with all of the women. And, and I felt like she was talking directly to me that Tuesday, and she looked at, I felt like she was looking at me right in the eye, <laughs> and she said, don't you dare shrink back when God has called you to do something. Don't you dare do it, and I knew that that word was for me because I knew I had to come up here and, and share my testimony with you guys. Yeah. So a little bit about me, I'm from New York, I don't know if you can hear the accent, I'm from the Bronx, I was raised in the projects, um, raised by a single mom, she was a strong lady. Um, I had a lot of responsibility for a 15-year-old. Um, I couldn't participate in any extracurricular activities because I had to come home early, pick up my siblings, cook dinner, make sure that they were fed, clean the house to help my mom. She worked all day. And um, she raised me with um, the guidance and advice as, you know, there's this saying in Spanish that says, el que nada sabe, nada, el que nadie, el que nada sabe, nada vale. 
which means if you don't know anything, you're worth nothing. She would say things like, um, you need to make sure that you go to school and get a career so that you don't have to depend on no man. Um, you don't have any friends, Karen, okay? The only, those little girls, and, and that's, those is the nice way. That's what she used to refer to them. Those little girls out there, they're not your friends. I'm your friends. You can't trust them. So, you know, essentially cultivating relationships as I grew up was never a priority for me. Um, as I got older, I associated my identity with, um, with how many titles I had, with my qualifications, how many degrees I can obtain. Um, and also, I felt that these qualifications, these degrees will eventually get me the approval of my mom and dad. Um, you know, I would constantly justify these things, and I would say, I'm just not a people person. I just, I have trouble connecting with people. I'm from New York, okay? I'm just mean. I'm not bubbly. I'm not mean like all, I mean, I'm not bubbly like all these Cali girls. Okay. Just, uh, you know, the biggest lie that I believed was the, 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 the tightest grip that the enemy had on me was the lie. I believed that I never wanted to sing anymore. Um, I used to go to a performing arts high school in New York City, and um, I loved to sing. I loved to sing, and uh, I left the church that, that I was saved because the pastors asked me to lead worship. I left. I left and never went back. Not me, not me, not gonna happen. I was so afraid of commitment, of, of getting planted, of people knowing me, of getting close to people. I didn't want any part of it until um, things got a little darker. Coming to Awaken, you start getting shaken and, and getting uncomfortable and seeing everyone so happy and, and in, in community. And I started feeling depressed. I started struggling with depression and, and felt isolated like I never felt before. And um, one day in my room alone, I would come home just angry and, and would push my husband away and just be by myself. I cried out to God that day and I said, God, please take this overpowering feeling of loneliness away. Why do I feel this way? And I just cried and I just cried. And, and I know you guys know that God is not in the business of chatting. I mean, I, if he does, if he does talk to you. Like, all day long, great, you're blessed, you're anointed, be grateful. But he doesn't talk to me all day. Like, I do. I wake up talking to him. There's been about maybe three times in my life that, he's, that I've heard the voice of God. And it's like, it's like the song says, um, his word is a mighty weapon. You know, when he delivers a word, it's, it's mighty, it's powerful, it's, it impacts you. And he said to me so sweetly and, and, and gently, what are you doing about it? And instantly, I just felt the wool just uncover my eyes. And I saw myself in this house that God has placed my family and I full of community, full of opportunities, full of resources that I can plant myself in and meet people and speak to them. And it was my choice. I kid you not, the very next day, I found a women's connect group with Grace and Ruth. I love you guys. And it changed my life. I will never forget that day that I went there and, and I cried that very first day. I cried, I laughed with these women. I met a woman that, that 
had overcome the same struggles that I was going through. And it just gave me so much hope. These women, they prayed for me. They prayed for my family. They prayed for my husband, for my marriage. They, they, they helped me break off the generational curses. And Pastor Ito preached last Sunday about sharpening, friends sharpening. And these women sharpened me. These women were, they were amazing. They were amazing. So after that, I just, I just, I challenge you guys to, to look at your circle. Who is in your circle? Who is speaking life into you? Are you positioning yourself to be corrected? Or do you close that door as soon as people try to tell you what to do? That used to be me. Connection and relationship has been one of the most significant seeds that I have planted. It was when I started opening myself to that was that I be, really began to see fruit in my life. Then I started, then I, in, in the connect group was when a friend challenged me and she put her hand on her hip and was like, um, have you even taken DNA yet? Do you even serve? girl. <laughs> but you know what? About a year ago, that would have offended me and I would have left. But <laughs> I looked at her, I was like, you know what? You're right. I want more of this. I want more of, I only got a taste in Connect Group. I need more. I want to see what, how far God will take me. So we started taking DNA, then I started serving, and um, then my husband started serving. He started making friends, which to me, thank you, Jesus. He's going on bro dates. <laughs> like, who are we? And then my friends here, they, they pushed me a little further and said, Karen, I think you're ready to start a connect group. Wait, 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 wait. Chill. Chill out. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just took DNA. <laughs> but then we were connected with an amazing couple. And together we've led an amazing connect group where we've seen healings, where we've seen marriages saved, where we've seen children set free. And I'm just like, God, I can't believe you're doing this with us. And even after 10 years in isolation and in fear, it was a friend from this church that encouraged me to audition for the worship team. And I fought it, but that was where I received my biggest breakthrough because today I give God my wildest praise on this stage. Thank you. Wow. Yes. Thank you, God. So I'm, I'm over time, but I'm going to wrap up right now. Promise. So as I look back to where I was exactly one year ago, I was offended and I was confused, but I'm thankful that I had a husband that said he wasn't leaving. He told me, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not leaving this house. And I'm thankful for the friends that had the courage to have that difficult conversation with me and look me in the eye and said, Karen, I get it. You're from the hood. You had a hard life. You didn't have the same resources that people from East Lake had. I get it. You had it rough, but you're married. You have a beautiful marriage. You own a beautiful home. You have a beautiful son. You're, you know Jesus. You lead a 
you lead a department of, in, a, in a, one of the top companies in the world. Are you a victim or are you a victor? I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. And God is not done with you, Karen. Unless God has told you that you have to leave this house, you stay here because he's not done with you. And I'm so thankful for that woman that had that conversation with me, that had the courage to look me in the eye and tell me that I was wrong. Because I wouldn't be worshiping. I wouldn't be up here talking to you guys. <sighs> Community is so important. The position of your heart is so important. My prayer for everyone, for anyone today who, is, who has doubt, who has fear, is that you give it to God and that you do it scared, that you fill out that green card scared, that you do it and that you plant yourself in this house and that you open yourself. You never know where you're going to be in a year. Can we give it up for Karen Cedillos? Jorge Mendez. I think something's wrong with the AC. My eyes are sweating. So we need to get that checked out. Man, our church is awesome. And to close it out, one of my favorite people, also a worship leader, and a mighty man of God, amazing leader. Can we give it up? for Ryan Branco bringing us home. Come on. I was going to set my mic down. You can all hear me, right? This is my true battle axe. I got to be careful because it will fall apart. Literally will fall apart. I got this in Ohio in 1997. Praise the Lord from the church I used to belong to. And... Um, one of the things I'd like to do real quick, if everybody could just take your hand and put it on the, next, the person right next to you. I would like you, if you could stand to your feet, please. And I want you to declare out of your mouth, Lord, thank you for this day. I receive your word with gladness and joy. Everything that you have for me, I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. Okay, so I get a few extra minutes, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Um, look, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, connection because that's what I was given instruction to do. And so praise the Lord, I'm going to stay on it. Can we all give Pastor Mike and Katie a big round of applause? Thank you guys. And Pastor Jurgen and Leanne for all of their leadership. Amen. Look, um, what uh, the title of my small message is, is who you connect with matters, right? You, you hear it in the business world like that, uh, you know, the, the six people that you surround yourself is who you will be like most, amen? So why not surround yourself with six great people, right? And the seventh can be Jesus, the Holy Ghost, so that he can help you out in your walk, amen? So one of the things that uh, God showed me is that, you know, we have... We have opportunity in life to make decisions to do whatever we want because we have a free will. But um, when you connect with this house, God begins to change your mind. Because you hear the word and the word washes you. And it helps you and it cleanses you and it brings you to a new beginning. Um, one of the things that God showed me was that, you know, we must connect in order 
to stay correct. Because if you don't connect with righteousness, how can you ever get correction to be righteous continually? Amen? And like Felicia said earlier, you know, and there's a scripture that goes with this. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Amen? And isolation will breed desolation. So if you're going to try to be isolated, just uh, don't. It ain't going to work for you. It ain't going to work for you. It's very simple. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just make it real clear. I'm going to read some scriptures. Y'all can write this down because this is what, you know, God gives to me to speak to you because the word is greater than I. Amen? The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. Proverbs 10, 21. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. We just read that, Proverbs 10, 17. She, wisdom, in Proverbs 3, 18, is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. Yeah, wisdom is preferred to as a female tense in the Bible, if you haven't picked up on that. And we'll talk about that with Eve here in a minute. But check this out. Do not be, de- be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. 1 Corinthians 15.33. And I thank God that we have a church that allows us the opportunity to have connect groups. Amen? So that we can get the correction we need. So that we can get, you know, fed the way we need. Because we may come to church and like Felicia said, there's just, you know, this, this grave clothes still on you, and you're just kind of hopping around like you're trying to be a Christian, but you don't know why you get offended at everything under the sun when somebody says something. You don't know why, oh, they run me, oh, just, they got something against me. I can tell it right now. I'm speaking to myself, y'all. Don't, yeah, you, you got to see your face from here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Wow, it's different up here, Pastor Mike. He's like, wow, you get it. I can tell. I'm going to spot you out. I'm going to call you. Yeah? <laughs> yes, yes. The anointing is good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, amen. So check this out. We have, to, uh, we have to do this one thing, and this comes from Isaiah 45, 20. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, you who have escaped from the nations. They have no knowledge who carry the wood of their carved images and pray to a God that cannot save. We have a God that can save. In fact, he's the only one that can lead us to the Father, right? I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man will go to the Father except but by me. I am the true vine, right? Then he says, this is out of uh, book of Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, and yes, the scripture is needed. That's why I'm saying it to you because this is what God told me to tell you. Let us hold fast or keep it Tight to you, the confession of your hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching." We have to come together as a, as a people 
continually. That's why we have midweek services. That's why we have Sunday services. That's why we do things together. We were so accustomed to it in the world. Why can't we get accustomed to it in the kingdom? Just saying. So I'm going to take you back in time. Uh, but before I do that, I, I want to talk about something. My uh, recent, you know, adventure, I'll call it an adventure because I fought the homeschool model for so long. I don't want to keep my kids in that bubble. I love my kids, and they are the light in the dark place. That's so hopefully preach to somebody. But there's a connection factor. I'll get to it. The thing is, is that we realize that if we did not do something to help our kids who are not in exile, who are not in bondage, to get connected with the righteous so that they can learn from the righteous, so they can be the righteous, the salt, and the light in this earth. I had to make a decision, but during that time, you know, we just started school, and it was interesting because I took my kids to, uh, uh, they were at Royal Vista, and I go in there, and I have doctor's excuses. My kids don't need a mask. They don't need a mask. And they ended up getting a face shield that had a LGBTQ rainbow around it. I'm like, yeah, no. That's not happening. They're not going to wear that. And then my daughter says to me, Daddy, I don't want to go here. I said, okay. Let's go home. And then, thank you. I can't tell you the indignation that came upon me. When that happened, I realized, wow, this is... This is pretty phenomenal. These, these situations are all over our country. But had I not been connected to this church, had I not had uh, leaders who, who can see beyond me the gifts and the talents and the callings that God has for me to be able to go and do things that I would otherwise myself in isolation not do. Okay? Yes, I was called to do uh, worship, but I fought it for a year. But they kept pursuing me. And it's the most glorious thing that I can honestly say. I love to worship God. I love to pour out and sing. I, I, I do it for God. I ain't doing it. I, praise the Lord. It blesses you, but it blesses me probably more than it blesses you. Amen. Amen. Just saying. It's the truth. But here's the thing. You know, there, there's, some, there's some scripture we can go into, but I don't have that much time. But I can just tell you, look, there's an opportunity for you to make that shift in your mindset. And I hope that under the sound of my voice, you'll make that decision. For those of you that are VIPs that are new here today, don't take this lightly. You're here for a reason. Somebody invited you because they love you, because they care about you. If you've been coming and you're kind of just, you know, thinking you can kind of do this part-time, I got to steal this from uh, Pastor Ito. I got to go there. Tuesday, yeah. Pastor Ito starts to preach or pre, uh, pray, and he says in his prayer, you can't fight a full-time devil being a part-time Christian. That's what the Holy Spirit spoke to Ito. I'm like, dang, Pastor, thank you for making him pray. <laughs> I was like, that was so good. Like, and some of us have been part-time Christians. And it's time to get full-time. Amen? It's time to put it aside. Look, Adam, I'm going to read the scripture real quick. So when the woman saw the tree was good for food, 
that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Um, Adam, why were you standing there and not saying anything? See, the devil tricked her and he made her think about doing something when he had no business to speak to her. She already had wisdom, but she said when it, where the Bible says that, that the tree desirable to make one wise when she's seen that. It's like, you're already wise. God spoke to you. He said, don't eat of this tree. Amen? But they decided they're going to do it this way. And Adam decided he ain't going to say nothing. In fact, they went through all that stuff only to come to the conclusion in the next uh, chapter that uh, Adam finally then, after naming all the animals, then he names his wife Eve. Exactly, wake up. Hello, you named all of these creatures, but you didn't name your wife yet after you fell. Okay, I'm speaking to the men here. Some of y'all have some gifts and talents in you that are just unrealized. And until you plug yourself into the kingdom of God in an unpart-time fashion, you are going to stand on the sidelines in isolation and just expect desolation. You're not going to get to feed off the fruit that God has for you, and God has some fruit for you. But you cannot do it. The Bible says that the power, listen to this, the power of life and death is in the tongue. He who loves it, loves what? The power of life and death that comes from the tongue will eat of its fruit. You have to speak godliness over your life. You have to speak goodness over your life. You don't have the rights. You don't have the rights anymore to just sit on the sidelines and allow them, your mind to speak things that you shouldn't be speaking. You should take and domesticate. Have control. And let Jesus be the Lord of your life. The Lord God. So if everybody could stand with me to your feet. I just want to, I want to say a prayer because I really truly believe that there's a lot of you here that really want to make a, a difference in your life. And if I could, if I could help you with this, it would be a great honor to me. But you know, it's so much more so for the kingdom of God because we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, the Bible says. And we have an opportunity to usher more people into his kingdom. Some of you are thinking, you know, I, 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 I feel like there's something more to my life. I know there's more. I know there's more. How do I get there? How do I make this happen? What can I do? Well, the good news is you're here. And if you're here and you brought somebody here, praise the Lord, you're even farther. You're getting closer. It's like pastor says that scripture all the time that the way of the righteous winds upward. So it, we're going upwards. Come along with us. Don't sit on the sidelines. Realize your potential. Know who you are in Christ by surrendering yourself to Christ. He wants to be a part of your life. You know, and I, I can go through the motions as we have in, in, in many different prayers, but you know, this prayer is not just for those who don't know him yet, but also for those that do know him, but are saying, you know, if I could be honest with you, Ryan, I've been uh, part-time in it. And I'm just done with part-time. You know, I've isolated myself. I said, I'm not going to get with a connect group because, you know, 
ah, those church folks, you know, this and that. And, and you go through the role-playing of your mind because you're allowing the devil, like he did with Eve, well, the wife at the time, to speak into your life when you should say, shut up, devil. Speak no more. You got no place in my life. Be gone. Now's your time. This is not a time to just hear something being spoken to you and think that you can just, you know, expect to walk out those doors and live your life the same way. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Amen? You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed that things are going to go and flow your way. But I know a God who's already got it laid out for you. And he wants to unveil unto you all that he has for you, but you have to make that decision. He can't do it for you. So if you're here today and you have in your heart a desire to do more for God and you want more from God and you know that you need to connect with the body of Christ in a deeper level, this is your day. We're going to have a booth out there. You're going to be able to connect and fill out cards and we're going to link you up and and we're just going to help you guys. Amen. But then there's some of you out there that you know that this is, this is that day of change that radically is going to change your life. God is going to radically do different things to you. He's going to make you new. You may have been fighting it for a long time, but this is not your time to fight. This is your time to surrender. There's nothing like being in the house of God and seeing a bunch of free people serving and worshiping God, living a prosperous life, and you're standing there being silent on the sideline, watching everybody else get blessed when you yourself are supposed to be blessed yourself. This is your time to live your best life now. You don't have to eat cheese and crackers. You can eat from the king's table. Amen? So if you're here today and you know that you absolutely need Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your personal Savior, don't fight it. Just let him in. He wants to love on you. He wants to show you his goodness. He wants to teach you of his, his, his goodness. He wants to help unveil things to you that you've never known about yourself. He wants to place you in kingly places. He wants to do things for you. So don't let this be that day that you walk out those doors and you just let life happen. No, make life happen. By living the only life that you can live in this life, which is a godly life, a life with him. Amen? So with every head bowed and eye closed, I've got those two people that, that, that I spoke of. And the first one that I really want to touch on is those that do not know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. God really, really wants to touch you today. And this is not something very simple. This is not a, a moment that, you know, is a very... You know, you're just going to pray over people and, and, and bless you and send you on your way. No, this is a time where you actually can get saved, sanctified, and filled with his Holy Spirit. And he wants to do it for you. Amen. So if you're here today and you know, Jesus, I know you want to know me, but I need to know you better. And I have been fighting you. I have been not surrendering, and I've heard your voice. I've seen, you've put people in my path. I know, Lord, that there's something that is supposed to be a part of my life. I need you. I would like to see more of you in my life. If that's you, just slip your hand up in the air. Slip your hand up in the air, 
and thank him. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Just slip your hand up. Thank you, ma'am, in the back. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you in the back. God bless you in the back. It's happening all over. God is blessing you. He's touching you. If you feel your heart pounding, that's just Jesus talking to you. He's just trying to pull you forward into his kingdom so he could bless you. He just wants to help you. He wants to take your fear away. He wants to take everything away that's hindered you from being the king and the priest in his royal priesthood. This is your time. Thank you. God bless you. Is there anybody else? I know there's more of you. Some of you are just, you're like, I don't, know if, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Well, let me tell you something. If you had an 18-wheeler coming straight at you, okay, and you're driving down the road, um, yeah, now's a good time to consider that. Not to put fear in you because we don't sow that, but I'm telling you, you don't know you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed today, but this is your time. Amen? So if that's you and you've put your hand up in the air, just know this. We're going we're gonna to bless you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to say a prayer for you, but for the second group of people, I want you to uh, raise your hand if you know that you've been a part-time Christian. You know that you haven't been putting your best foot forward. You know that you have to step it up, and you know that Jesus wants you to step it up. If that's you, just raise your hand in the air. If you know you need to get connected, and you know that you have to take your, your, your faith game to the next level, this is your day. So here's what we're going to do. Thank you. God bless you all. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray this prayer for those of you that are receiving him as your Lord and Savior. Just everybody in the house, just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come before you and I thank you for giving me the ability to be saved. I receive you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I repent of all my sins forgive me. Be my Lord and Savior and teach me your ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes, give the Lord a shout and a praise. Hallelujah. For those of you that are knowing that you've been part-timing it and you're wanting to step up, I just want to say a prayer over you, okay? The Lord wants to take you to the next level, but it's all up to you, and this is your time. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, all of those that have raised their hands, Lord, in faith, believing that they will receive, Lord, from you a touch, I just bless them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I declare that they have an open mind, open heart, open ears, and open eyes, Lord, to do your will, to see your word at a different level, to understand your will from a different level, Lord. Bless them, Lord, and help them to walk the walk of faith, Lord, to fight the good fight of faith, Lord, and to stand, Lord, firmly in your kingdom, Lord, as full-time soldiers of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.